0: Film and television, merely entertainment, right? No. There's so much more to film and television that changes our perspectives. And as a result, we can have different either realistic expectations or non-realistic expectations about what life is really like, whether it be horror that helps us develop a habit of turning every light on in the house, or a comedy that helps us relieve tension in the saddest times of our life. I want to go in the Wayback Machine and find out exactly what movie helped shape you. I'm Oma Shadi, and welcome to the Between the Banisters podcast. excited to bring this gentleman on. I'm excited all the time. I know. you're excited again Mo big deal. But this man is my brother from another mother and I am so excited that I'm getting to talk to him about one of his favorite favorite movies and also one of mine. It is my friend Josh Cook, who has been by my side for the last oh god, I feel like six, seven years as a bass player um with me in a little band we had. And uh, we actually are both avid horror fans. And he's going to talk today about one of his favorite horror movies. And I'm psyched because this man is a super fan. And when I say super fan, I mean super fan. It's crazy. Mate's. So let's get into it. Josh and I have talked about this movie a lot. And I know that he is a absolute huge fan. So Josh, tell the kids what we're talking about today.
1: What's up, y'all? Today we're talking about probably my favorite favorite film of all time, which is John Carpenter's 1978 Halloween. (laughs) Absolutely obsessed with this movie. Um the franchise in itself. With some minor hiccups in there, of course. But uh (laughs)
0: we'll get to that.
1: (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll get to some of that. Um but yeah 1978 Halloween is where it's at. So tell me
0: tell me why you why this movie above all others.
1: Well, I think it was the first horror movie I ever saw in my life, and I don't know how old I was, six, seven years old, and uh, I watched it with my brother. Of course, he saw it for me, and he was obsessed with it, so he had to get his little brother obsessed with it, and um, there was something about this mystical figure in this white, creepy mask, and just a dark, bluish, jumpsuit just the most simple costume you could ever think of mm-hmm. but more than hit its mark just yeah. it just all Michael has to do to be scary is just stand there just, <laughs> just stands there and just looks at you and immediately you get chills to the bone I mean I, I don't know how else you can get your point across by just just that yeah it, it's just brilliant and just the way he wrote that character and Laurie to compliment him was just unbelievable. I, mm-hmm. I just, it just, got, like, I, I think about, I'm so sick in the head. I feel like I'm flippant. <laughs> I mean, I, I think about Michael Myers every single day of my life. <laughs> my a bit. I mean, I'm surrounded by Halloween masks that I own. Yeah, and, I love your
0: T-shirt. He's got a hand yeah,
1: Herald on. <laughs> so, you know, I got all my gear on, but uh, a
0: little yeah, it's just,
1: there's just so much to the movie that just makes it my favorite of all time.
0: So why, what is it about the shape? Because he's really not referred to in the script at all as Michael Myers until somebody mentions the name, right? He's considered yes. just the shape for all right. time's mm-hmm. sake. Yep. So what is it about the shape? that you love so much
1: well i mentioned in the beginning there that i mean all he has to do to be scary is just stare at you i mean (laughs) just just it's just so creepy this blank emotionless like loomis says just this blank emotionless pale face with the blackest eyes the devil's eyes and he's just so sneaky and quiet and smart Mm -hmm. and you know nothing about him not a single thing except for he was a six-year-old child that murdered his sister for no reason can't get into him there's nothing coming out of him it's just it's the perfect storm for a nightmare and just scaring the shit out of you really Mm -hmm. I mean because and we talked about this in the bar that one day Um, (laughs) yeah the biggest question around that first movie in particular it's one word and one question why why huh. there's no answers there's no reasoning Nope. um you you can't figure anything out it's just he's just this masked killing machine that apparently you can't hurt you can't damage you can't kill it's just like where did this thing come from mm-hmm. and John Carpenter naming him the shape is just so perfect, because, and I can attest to this, because I, I love to dress up as Michael on Halloween. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I
0: know, it's really killer. If y'all can see it, when we post this, Josh, I'm going to have you at least show the kids your costume from last year, because Josh yeah. almost got beat up by, like, six grown men who were yes. scared.
1: <laughs> my, my people people um, were threatening me last Halloween, because... I was just, you know, I. It looks the, good. You gotta do is just stand there and be creepy. And that's yep. all I was doing. And I'm scaring the shit out of kids by standing behind a tree, like half my body. <laughs> <laughs> you and bastard. Just half that blank white mask. Yep. And I would be
0: scared this shit. I'd try to punch you yeah. too, Josh. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude's <laughs> like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, just standing there. I'm not responding to him. Just uh, <laughs> oh and man, that's why he's he's the king of of horror. I just there's there's nothing else that can uh, can top that. And as John Carpenter Carpenter said, that to make him scary even more scary, I'm not gonna make him move or walk like a monster. I'm gonna make him move like right. a man. Yeah, and it just like set everything up. It's just so so beautiful the way that he crafted him being in the shadows. He could be right in front of you, and you you just don't even know it. That's yeah. what I was going. Yeah. You don't even know that he's just standing there in the corner staring at you like a fucking creep. So
0: interesting about the shape too, as as you're you're completely right, and even and even with like Loomis and everything that Loomis is in, regardless if it's Halloween, I still call him Loomis. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but yeah, I mean, you, you have this empty vessel that you can pour whatever fear you have into that, and that's what it is. And it's just, he doesn't really, and I don't want to say he doesn't really do anything, but he doesn't have to do anything right. to fuck you up. Like, right. <laughs> just the fact that he's lurky and he's there. And I feel yep. like in that, in First Halloween, is the only time that he actually drives right
1: um he does drive in uh halloween h2o okay um he in halloween h2o he uh steals that woman's old beat-up truck it's the very very first bathroom scene and which is like i liked that in uh in halloween 2018 the whole bathroom scene where he ended up killing the reporters it was a nice little callback to h2o because he ended up stealing that truck from the woman that stopped at this random bathroom in the middle of nowhere to have her little daughter pee. And he ended the up worst. freaking them out dumbest out. idea. And, <laughs> and yeah, he freaked out the the woman, the mother and took her truck. But yeah, he doesn't drive much. <laughs> how does he how did he learn to drive? I know. Never, never, <laughs> I never explained. And that's just another <laughs> reason why I love Halloween because there should never be these answers. There should never be these answers, and there should always be the question of why and how.
0: And that's what's so scary about it, is because you go back to a lot of these, like, you know, these slashers, and you have, like, Friday the 13th, and obviously the first one is, you know, Jason's mother, and then Jason takes kind of over from there. But that's, you know, she alludes to the reason why. Oh, he drowned because the counselors weren't paying attention, and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And, you know, Freddy's got his own, like, weird thing happening. And then the <laughs> parents got mad and the kids got mad and they burned him up. Like, everything, they have, like, this why. They have
2: reasoning. And
0: they have reasoning. And then it was just, like, just because. And that, to me, is one of the scariest fucking things. Is exactly. that you don't know why this little kid lost his shit and killed his sister. And then you don't know why yeah. he keeps going. I mean, even with, like, Lori's character, you wonder if there might be a why as to why he keeps coming after her because she might be the only challenge to him and that might be it. But other than that, like especially in this latest one on the Halloween Kills and I want to touch on that before we leave. Oh, <laughs> but it just seems like he just plows through people after a while. Just kind of everything is collateral damage. Everything is in the way to just get where he needs to go or, or do what he needs to do. But- yeah how do you feel because you say you think about michael myers <laughs> i think about him at least once a day, um, day.
1: <laughs>
0: every day all day he's got a problem
1: I'm looking over my shoulders
0: i know, <laughs> I know he has a mascot hanging <laughs> off his base i'm dead um so what is it about this movie that shaped you like why is it that it stays with you for so long and every day
1: i think it's um I don't think I know it's the randomness
0: mm-hmm.
1: of this psycho freak evil thing. We don't he's not he's not no one can convince me that Michael Myers is human. But um it's just the randomness about it of he comes out of nowhere. Why is he coming back? Just like it's just totally random and it could happen anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm and it's to me that's just so horrifying that something so evil could just pop up 20 years later whatever it was uh, just out of nowhere and it's just that it sticks with you that it just sticks with you that it's just don't know anything about this thing mm mm-hmm. why it's here and who why is his target his target yeah you know i just i think That is the thing that makes me, like, always look over my shoulder because anything can can happen at any time. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're thinking about film and cinema and you're thinking about the horror genre, like, what truly scares you? Mm -hmm. The things that you don't understand. Yeah. And you do not understand the shape. There's no understanding what makes him tick, what he's going after. Does he have a goal? Is there something that's making him kill? And like in Halloween Kills, because remember Halloween Kills in twenty eighteen is in the nineteen seventy eight timeline. Mm-hmm. You know, and um I like that David Gordon Green put this supernatural element to keep this surprise going. Yeah. I just really think that's that's what gets me the most is that it's just so random. You just never know. You never know where he is, where it's hiding. You yeah, know.
0: you can't settle. You can't take a deep breath. Like you can't. Exactly. You can't just sleep well at night. Like I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, no, she's not a real life person, but I don't know how Lori Stro takes a relaxing nap, uh, shower. Even-
1: <laughs> Mentally, he is going to destroy you if you're a survivor. Yeah, sorry, Lori. Ah, uh, good luck with that. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: not many people survive this shark. He's he's a shark. He's yeah. a land shark. He's just wants <sighs> wants blood. I just it makes my skin tingle. I,
0: <laughs>
1: I, I like, love
0: it. I like the tingles. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know and you just don't understand him. You, you can't understand what this thing is, and I like so, that.
0: So what are your? I'm gonna give. you... This is probably gonna be really hard for you. Yes. I need your top three favorite scenes of Halloween.
1: 1978, particularly? Yeah. Yes. All right, so I there's three or four scenes to me that define Michael as not Michael, but the shape. Mm-hmm. And I'll say in no particular order, the first one, I guess this one would be my number one, the scene where Tommy and Lindsay are finally in the same home, and lori's uh babysitting and they're watching i think it's the thing
2: Mm -hmm.
1: the kids are super freaked out and tommy goes behind the couch he peeks through the curtain and he just sees the shadow just this shape staring at him through that window across the street which was deborah hill by the way
0: yeah yeah i know i was just gonna say
1: that (laughs) absolutely love it like Just the little things about the history of Mm -hmm. the first movie in particular are just, it makes it that much better. But um, I would say that scene is one scene that simplifies Michael as the shape. Literally just a shape staring at you out of nowhere and Mm -hmm. then just vanishes. Just completely gone. No trace. Lori's starting to get pissed at this kid. Like, dude, there's fucking no boogeyman. okay sit your ass down (laughs) no boogeyman sit your ass down and watch the movie you're gonna go to bed (laughs) you know and just like in this thing has been following lori all day Mm -hmm. all day all fucking day yeah and she still is just like refusing yeah to believe it so that that scene right there really hits home the other couple scenes oh god easily um when he kills bob mm-hmm. and he's like especially in the 1978 movie like in the current timeline like james Jude courtney he's a beast he's fucking huge yeah um nick castle he's tall but yeah. he's a tall of water like he's fucking skinny and when you see him come pop out of that closet bob thinks that his friends are there playing pranks on him comes out in the kitchen he pops out of that closet, and he pins him up against that wall. Yes. And he starts picking him up with one hand, and then pins him to the wall with a butcher knife. Dude, what, <laughs> how? How? It's pretty gnarly. <laughs> that is the, the first time that we see Michael's true physical presence and dominance. Yeah lift another man another human being who's probably around 180 pounds with one hand by the throat pin him against the wall and stick him to the wall with a knife and then of course you get the head tilt yeah
0: just looking at it
1: (laughs) probably um i'd say that's probably the most shapey thing that he ever does probably the most famous thing yeah followed by the sit-up oh I just like, as soon as I even said Did you see up. my
0: face? Like why did I do that?
1: Yeah, I know. It's it's <laughs> that it's that monumental of a scene in film oh. history that it's chilling and Because
0: he has that's just upper body. It's just like boom like he springs up. Like it's when people sit up like your legs engage like, a little bit,
1: like Right. And he's just like and the thing about like there's so much I could talk about with Michael, but like One of the most important things about Michael is the way he moves. Yeah. And there's a specific, there's like a stiffness, but a flowiness. And only two people, I'm sorry, but there's only two Michael Myers that I like genuinely like. And it's Nick Castle and James U Courtney because they move the same exact way. They understand the movement. They understand that this thing, it moves, it thinks, it prepares. Yeah. Then you don't you don't have a Michael Myers. Yeah. And there's I, like I I'm I'm sorry, but I I hate I don't hate Halloween too. I hate <laughs> Dick Orlock's version. He completely moves in a different manner, and it, it just changes the character completely for me. Yeah. But um, the sit up. It has I don't know if you knew this, but like when I was a little kid, I was into wrestling, mm-hmm. and the Undertaker when he yeah. first came out, one of his biggest influences was Michael Myers. Yeah. And he started doing the sit up. <laughs> and it was solely because of that. Because like, you know, he'd like take a beating or whatever and you'd you
0: think know, he was out
1: he'd fucking <laughs> and you think he's fucking down and he just sits up. And then after the sit up, it's the slow head turn, see your target and just don't move. And it's just like right, it's like a heat seeking missile. Like target acquired and he's like a fucking robot you know it's just uh, it is
0: scary because it's like you and especially like the the points of the movie where it's like he's here he's not and he's not a running guy you don't ever see him run or chase after anybody so how does he how does he dart (laughs) does he just get out of the way You know, that's so weird. And that's a part of the creepy part of it. So talk to me a little bit about why you don't feel that the shape is human.
1: I mean, for, I'd say the most obvious reason is, I mean, the first movie he takes, I shot up six times, six (laughs) times, six times, and he goes over the balcony, like, and then fall off a two-story home uh, square on their back Mm -hmm. and be able to even... Lift their head after that, lift your arm after that. Yep, there's something else driving this motherfucker <laughs> that I can't see, we don't know, and I, I don't ever want to know. Which is an, another point why I hate Rob Zombie. One of the reasons why I hate Rob Zombie's versions so much. Um, yeah, it's just something that you should never know. But, um, I uh, what was I saying? <laughs>
0: got
1: to lay off that devil's lettuce. <laughs> uh, uh, devil's lettuce. We need, get, we need to get Michael high. Maybe that's how you break him.
0: They slow him down at least.
1: Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just, I think that's the most uh, obvious thing is being able to take so much damage that is just like, obviously would kill a human being. There's, and you already alluded to something else. Um, doesn't run. You never yeah. see him chase. How does he get from point A to point B so quickly? Like, yes, like, he walks. <laughs> like, we yeah. we know that he walks. There is, like, moments in film and cinema and stuff like that where, like, you're just supposed to assume things. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you're supposed to assume that he drove in his car a fucking thousand miles an hour to get to point B to save Princess, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's not like that with Michael. It's very obvious that he moves from point A to point B in a very different fashion. That is not normal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Like, he's doing max, like, a two on the treadmill. There's no way.
1: (laughs) Seriously. Seriously, like, a toddler, toddler speed crawl. Like, dude is the shape. He lives in the shadows. He's, He's like a part of the darkness. You know, he is the darkness. He is the boogeyman yeah like there's a reason why he's also dubbed the boogeyman because i genuinely believe that he is the boogeyman you can't can't get around it he's unstoppable force that we don't know what the force is
0: correct now i want to get to some things that i always ask people about this because it's camp and i know it's your favorite movie but there's got to be some like you said some hiccups What do you you wish didn't happen in the 1978 version?
1: It's actually pretty easy for me. I understand why this happened. Okay. It's showing Michael's face. Mm, Um, Completely unnecessary. Should have never saw it because that still adds more to the why. Why? Who? What? The mystery. But I understand why he did it because john carpenter thought of this movie as a one-off this is halloween this is the way it's gonna go this is my movie this is how it ends which to me is still one of the creepiest endings to a movie ever that that's that's why because i don't think he ever thought this this was going to take off like it like it Mm. had he envisioned it as a one and done right right and so i'm gonna you know give one little snippet of who this fucking creep is. And um
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> blip. You know, but then obviously it took off and people fell in love with this movie and mm-hmm. was forced to write another one even though he didn't want to do it. So, you know, it is what mm-hmm. it is. I feel like that that was the one hiccup in the movie that I was like seriously like, oh why? why like why i don't want to see who this is i don't know a single thing about this creature so why would i want to see what its face looks like too you know what i mean like i get it like some people probably like itching to know and i get it but that was i could have done without it plus um yeah what's his name uh tony tony moran is the guy that um played michael the faced michael Michael and uh, that's a complete dick. He, I don't know if you, <laughs> or heard about you know his antics, but like Mm-mm. he's homophobic and he's just not oh, a good no. person. And um, he takes credit. I am Michael Myers. I'm the true Michael Myers.
2: And
1: it's it's Michael Myers. You know the famous picture, like the promotional picture of him. Daytime, and he's looking down. He's like, yeah. Oh, another shapy moment the bush scene where he oh, that's scary, and then just disappears and he's gone. Yeah, um, another shapy moment, but yeah. um, yeah, that's uh, he's he's just a, a dick. I just don't, he takes all the credit for being Michael Myers. It's like, Dude, you were literally in the movie for like maybe five, six seconds, and yeah, you had your face shown. <laughs> Being the Michael Myers, the Michael Myers will always be Nick Castle. He was in that movie, yeah. played the shape, he donned the mask and the suit for the entire movie. You were in there for five seconds, like chill out. Yeah, he's not...
0: he's canon.
1: Yeah, uh, like I, I I get it, but like you're not the guy, dude. You're not.
0: You're, you're, not, you're not
1: the guy. That's just my, my feeling and opinion about it.
0: But even that Bush scene, like, I don't know how Laurie's still cool with being like, there's nothing outside. wake up! What? That would fuck me up all day. Like, oh, I'd be mean, like, no, boy, I'm not taking royally, any kids tonight. Fuck that.
1: <laughs> royally, fuck me up in the head. Are you kidding me? And then the scene where she looks out the window and he's a freak in the sheets and then just gone.
2: Freaking the sheets.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm screaming. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just cracking up. Oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> Freaking the sheets.
1: <sighs>
0: oh Josh. You crazy loon. Yeah, oh, no. okay. So I wanna ask you, and I say this to everybody, some movies are just Movies that are just there to entertain us. But yeah. I always ask, what is your personal allegory on this movie? In your opinion, what do you feel that this movie is trying to say?
1: What do I personally feel like this movie is trying to say? That um, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done in your life, or what you think the universe owes you, the universe doesn't owe you shit, and anything can happen to you at any time. So, you know, that's 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 how I view this movie, because of the randomness that Michael is, that, like,
0: mm-hmm. anything could
1: happen to you at any, <clears throat> any moment in your life. So, like, I honestly almost take the first movie as, like, not, like, a positive message, but, like, that message of, like, chaos can reign at any time. So, like, whatever time mm-hmm. that you have, because it could be little time, like, live it up you know drink beers in the truck with your friends and fucking go have sex and fucking do what the fuck you want be a teenager be a, whatever you want to be because like that motherfucker could be lurking right behind you at any time so that's <laughs> just like I'm, I'm sorry but like that's how i view that's how i view halloween like that
0: i love like, it
1: i love it man it's there's just something specific about the day in itself. And uh, Michael makes the day itself that much more special to me. I Like, I can't imagine, like, how I would feel about the holiday if the movie never existed. You know?
0: Right.
1: Because 100%. this was supposed to be the babysitter murders. Yeah. But then John Carpenter said, like, no, 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 no. Like, let's let's make this about the day. Let's make this about that one day. That like nobody understands, and like that's what fear is. Like, you don't understand things and you fear them, and it's just yeah, I, yeah, I love it, man. Love it. So, I
0: love it, and and it's so because it's synonymous. Like, they own Halloween, like, yeah. <laughs> Deborah Hill, John Competer own Halloween. Yep. Like, that's yep. it's just how I it agree. is going forward
1: yeah every every time something uh halloween related pops up john carpenter's like hell yeah i don't give a shit if it sucks cut me that Yeah, <laughs>
0: cut me the cut and me like the he, fucking check bro <laughs> he
1: openly talks about that you know like people have yeah. asked him what do you think about rob Zombie's movies?" like i got paid <laughs> i get paid
0: <laughs> i got paid and end paid. quote
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, um, Rob Zombie's Halloween is but, a whole other story for me,
0: uh, and I feel like that—that's what happens with like so many of these franchise movies. Is just like, and the timelines to Halloween, like we've had this this conversation about the timeline to Halloween, just blows my mind. I can't even get my head around it. But wow. like, even like things like Friday the Thirteenth, like we ended up with like Jason in space for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> what are we <laughs> oh, doing? <God. laughs> oh, my, this, my. No, why, why was you know what probably the same people that are making Sharknadoes. it's totally fine um, you know you gotta <laughs> do is find somebody to finance you fucker and still money. away you go still making cash and you know what still friday the 13th still making money all the people involved but i will say about what i appreciate everyone that i talk to about halloween i appreciate everybody mentioning deborah hill's contribution to halloween because there's so many people that don't
1: doesn't have and her.
0: it was not going to happen. It's Deborah Hill production for fuck's sake. So I appreciate that. I appreciate you.
1: I'm I am a fan of the current timeline. 2018. Yeah. Kills and ends. I am a fan. Yes.
0: We we had we had a little difference of opinion on Halloween kills. But I want to hear your your view on the timeline. And how you feel about this?
1: On the current timeline. Um, yeah. I I, I like that there's like some kind of continuation and I guess I'm going to be kind of a hypocrite here because I keep saying like I don't know why, I don't want to know why I don't want to know answers, but apparently with ends we're we're going to get some kind of answer mm. but like I don't know if Michael's going to like truly, truly die. We'll see what happens but um
0: Does he ever?
1: <laughs> I don't think so Bob but uh I really <laughs> Um. I like David Gordon Green's thought process and take on this i think it's the most original Mm -hmm. sequels or continuation of halloween that we've ever had people like will criticize me all the time on halloween groups or whatever when i say that i think i i like 2018 better than halloween 2 because i think solely the decision of making them siblings completely ruins everything everything -hmm. in Mm -hmm. in my personal opinion it gives re- reason for Michael, it gives him motive, it gives it gives him everything that I don't want him to have, even though it makes me sound like a selfish dick, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's like, that's the <laughs> thing that, that changed Halloween, was making them, and John Carpenter has said it, like, he had a total writer's block yeah. on Halloween too. he didn't even want to make a second movie, and, you know, yeah. hours that be, they didn't do it, and he had a writer's block, and he's like, well, what if I made him siblings? That's the only thing I can think of, but it takes mm-hmm. away so much mystique and questioning, yeah. and it gives so much more answer and reasoning. And I just I don't it just doesn't it doesn't make it scary to me knowing. What makes it scary is not yeah. knowing,
0: right? The randomness of it that's the fear. So that's yeah, <laughs> that
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> I I like that in 2018, you get the feeling that. Michael is coming back for revenge for Lori.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I I personally like the Strode women. Um, I was mm-hmm. not necessarily a fan of Karen's character in the first movie. Um, mm-hmm. I loved Allison's character because you can just see so much of Laurie in Allison. It's like not even funny. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it. And I think that this is the best rendition of sequel Laurie with i like i like trauma lori and some people like h2o lori better that's pissed Mm -hmm. off revenge lori i like trauma lori i think that it is more realistic that she would be so fucked up in the head and that it would pass Mm -hmm. down back to her family the way it does i think that's very smart Mm -hmm. um which obviously lends itself to the story and i i just i think I really liked the way that they took it, and then it was an even smarter decision in Halloween Kills to officially say, "A, it's not about Laurie. It, it, he did not yeah. come back for Laurie. It, it's not. It's yeah because he needed to kill. He needed to come out and finally just fucking kill and just beat the shark that he yeah. was. He just Laurie sought him out. He did not yeah. seek her out
2: mm-hmm.
1: and." lori made it about her and then she finally realized that it's not her about her in the hospital scene when yes
0: he didn't come get yeah. her he could have easily came and got her he, and get he did it. not
1: he could have easily fucking killed her whenever he wanted to. and mm-hmm. he didn't he was doing his own thing just fucking slaughtering head and fuel because that's what he needs to do and i just think that out of all of the other sequels including halloween 2 it's just a lot of people are putting the writing down there are some things people are, are picky about evil dies tonight and it was overused blah, blah blah but have we really honestly seen better sequels than these i i i, I don't nope. I, personally <laughs> think, I personally really don't think so i think these are the best sequels that we may ever have in the halloween franchise uh john carpenter is behind it i mean <laughs> He wasn't necessarily behind Rob Zombies after seeing what what he did to his character, making him fucking speak in the second one, screaming die with his mask off. (laughs) What are you thinking? That's horrible. (laughs) Horrible. horrible.
2: (laughs) What are you thinking? I I, I
1: don't know. I just, I'm not a fan of the (sighs) zombie. I
0: love it. I love it.
1: also really like that danny mcbride is on has been working on these films just because yeah. he it's just so funny to me just to see him but cool at the same time seeing that he loves halloween so much cares about it so much yeah. and he's he's actually done a pretty good job with writing you know some some stuff for for halloween so i'm very excited to see what happens in uh halloween ends i'm also very nervous because who knows you're not I gonna just, get no more <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a long, long time before we see michael on the big screen again it's gonna be a long time
0: uh, i know yeah. uh.
1: still putting hope though that he's fucking in mortal Kombat in the in the future in, in one of the oh games.
0: snap <laughs> so, he's just gonna walk pretty, around and
1: scare bitter. people to death Oh, my God. Yeah, I, it's, it's just... It's just going it. to be
0: like where he has, like, no moves. Like, none of the buttons do anything. They just stand there and scare the other character. <laughs>
1: that, <laughs> they, they probably would give him a move uh, where he would, like, give you the head tilt, and it would give him either, like, a power buff or... Oh,
0: gotcha. Some telepathic
1: like, shit. Yeah. Uh, there's also moves yeah. in Mortal Kombat where like they'll put like a spell on you and all your buttons get fucked up. So like you press certain <laughs> buttons that you think are gonna work and they're completely random buttons. So it could be something like that where he fucking you <sighs> the head pull and it puts you in a trance and then your buttons are and all you fucked can't up.
0: do anything
1: and you're fucking terrified you're or you're smart in fear. Like dude, I know Michael Myers.
0: <laughs> I know Michael Myers.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's
0: so funny. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> you need to talk to, uh, what is it, Midway? Who does that? Midway?
1: Uh, not Oops. anymore. It's been gone for a while. Oh, Another EA? room.
0: No. Another, we'll, we'll talk to him. We'll chat, get you in a meeting. Oh,
1: um,
2: my God. Oh, <laughs> wow. be like, oh. Oh.
0: <laughs> oh, anywho. This was awesome, Josh. I'm so glad we got to talk about this. I'm so glad you got to geek out about Halloween for a little bit.
1: Yeah, there's uh, there's only a couple people in my life that are on the same level as me, as liking Halloween. Um, everybody else thinks I'm just a fucking psycho, uh, which I, I completely Will. understand. Like, I, I, I'm totally obsessed. Like, it's, it's an issue. It is an issue. Uh, thankfully, my girlfriend— You know, the first
0: step is admitting you have a problem.
1: <laughs> I got lots of problems, girl. I'm afraid to share as i sit here smoking it's,
0: blunt. i'm dead all right well that is us for the week josh thank you so much for coming on and um we'll talk soon